Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. If the prime minister is so serious about reconciliation with indigenous groups, then I think cancelling that tanker ban would, you know, that would go a long way. Uh, today, a group of First Nations chiefs, which represent about 200 First Nations community uh, communities across uh, Canada, were in Ottawa pushing what is called the Eagle Spirit Energy Corridor Project. I know that uh, Pete Sherman was uh, was chatting about this earlier. Now, this is a proposal to build what they call the greenest pipeline energy corridor on the planet, and so this would allow First Nations groups to pump out four million barrels of crude to be shipped, and billions of liters of natural gas to flow. So this would be financial independence. It would be jobs. It would be the first Indigenous-led infrastructure project in our country's history. It would be great for Alberta. There's so many benefits to this, but the problem is Bill CD48, which is awaiting Senate approval, stands in the way. And it bans tankers from taking Canadian oil. No one else is affected by it, just the Canadian oil. It doesn't allow us to get our tankers in and get this oil out. So if this bill passes, it will kill this project dead in the water. And if Trudeau wants actual reconciliation, I don't think he has a choice, but he has to do that. The question is, will he? Let's bring in Dan McTeague, of course, senior petroleum analyst, and we all know him from GasBuddy.com. Hello there. Oh, hi, Alex. Uh, good to be here. This seems like a no-brainer, and yet this bill is just waiting for the Senate's approval. Any chance it'll be killed? Uh, very small chance, uh, because, of course, the government has passed it with flying colors. Uh, it had the support of the NDP. Uh, what has uh, passes for the Green, the one seat and uh, the bloc, uh, and really only the Conservatives oppose this, um, and I think for good reason. And for the reasons that have been cited. But now, of course, we have a very interesting uh, reversal of uh, fortunes, I suspect, for the government that you now see uh, a very large, uh, very uh, uh, strong Indigenous group saying, we have a plan. Uh, stand out of our way. We're not looking for handouts. We want to help ourselves. It's our resources. It belongs to Canadians, and we want to be able to exploit it. We're in the business. I think it was very clear from their press conference mm-hmm. uh, that they want to, uh, you know, to they, they see nothing wrong with uh, with using Canadian resources, and of course uh, the bill itself, the tanker ban, which is kind of ironic uh, because 100 miles out from there, you see hundreds of Alaskan crude vessels coming by to supply the Pacific Northwest market, uh, the United States, California. Uh, take your pick, uh, but no, no, uh, you, you, you can only ban Canadian stuff. You can't ban the Americans from doing what they've been doing for the past 40 or 50 years with Alaskan uh, slope oil. So it's kind of ironic, but uh, I think the Prime Minister's got himself caught uh, in a pickle. Well, you know, I mean, for the longest time, the narrative has been that Indigenous groups are against pipeline, and, and, and it's not true. There's a small group of activists, uh, and I think a lot of the activists that are foreign-funded actually use certain Indigenous groups um, you know, for their messaging, but 
there's a large enough group of First Nations leaders who are saying, you know, as you say, get out of our way. And so yeah. to me, this is this would be a, a, a page turner for, for Trudeau. So politically, what does it mean then if if he actually allows this bill to go through? Did they not realize the consequences no, of this? Because in their in their zeal to uh, to be cute and trendy and to, uh, uh, you know, to uh, quickly draw conclusions based on assumptions that their staff and advisors uh, had given them. Uh, biases, by the way, which are uniquely one-sided and are devoid of any real research, uh, they were really bending to the opportunity of uh, getting a few extra seats in British Columbia, seats which, which by the way, I, you know, being a bit of a partisan uh, of many years, uh, having been uh, uh, one of those who fought in the trenches for the Liberal Party, seats that they yeah, were not use uh, in the next election. <laughs> but, uh, I mean, beyond that, uh, the, the the thing is, uh, it doesn't really make sense for the government not to take hit the pause button. It has inflicted so many wounds on itself in this debate on pipelines that at the end of the day, no one likes them for it. Uh, not those who are ardent liberals and not those who are, uh, are ardent opponents. This is not making anybody happy. It hasn't moved the dial forward in terms of dialogue, discussion, trust, uh, and it certainly hasn't done anything to uh, increase, uh, you know, Canada's. Uh, uh, presence as an energy superpower. If anything, we, we're diminished. We are we are far less than what we are, and we have provinces now on bended knee, yeah. uh, and 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 Canadians, uh, hundreds of thousands who've lost their jobs. I mean, it's a big deal here in my old riding uh, next to it when GM announces 2,500 people are going to lose their work. But it's been a, a 30-fold hit to the Alberta, Saskatchewan resources economies, and Canadians, you know, in many parts of this country, seem at best oblivious. Worse. Indifference, you know, indifferential to what's going on. Well, yeah, and I think you're going to start seeing the headlines. You know, you got Brett Wilson out in uh, Alberta. You know, they're, they're starting to talk of separation. I mean, the chickens are coming home to roost. But you know, the government, uh, given the current situation, has the perfect excuse now to say, you know what, we can't actually move forward with that uh, ban, um, and we will work with the indigenous uh, groups. Have the indigenous groups, have these First Nations groups been um, lobbying or, or bringing this concern for a long time? Why today, you know, is it too late? Uh, it may be too late, uh, but it won't be too late after October of 2019. Right. I think there will be a new, there will be a new government. God help uh, us. This is a, <laughs> a minority government or whether uh, someone else forms a government. I think the reality is that uh, it's forced those who thought that they could pay lip service to the Indigenous claims uh, and, and assuming that they were all uniquely opposed to natural resources and exploitation of natural resources, they assumed incorrectly mm-hmm. uh, that it would be a monolith. And it, like the Trans Mountain Pipeline, which uh, the benefits to the Indigenous communities along the line were vastly greater than the two or three organizations within the group um, who, uh, who opposed it successfully. I mean, you don't want to play, as I think, unfortunately, the prime minister has done and want of doing, divide and conquer. And I think that's that's a very unfair way of uh, conducting public policy. But more importantly, if this uh, Eagle Spirit uh, pipeline is to see the light of day and by some miracle the Senate rejects uh, Bill C-48, then my sense is that uh, you're going to have a problem for the prime minister because there is some who are suggesting that uh, T Trans Mountain could be turned over to indigenous, uh, uh, you know, uh, owners uh, who could then push this through far more successfully and and really serve as a bulwark against the green initiatives that are 
really hijacking our Indigenous people, at least certain numbers within them. Uh, I think the problems for the Prime Minister are enormously worse than what he had calculated when he killed Northern Gateway and when he killed, or I should say, through the uh, spanner into the works of uh, Energy East. Given the Charter is so, uh, you know, daily kind of abused these days, uh, you know, for anybody's cause, um, could they not initially, could they not launch their own Charter Challenge on this to get this pipeline built? They could. Uh, but, you know, again, we're dealing with what, as it currently stands, Bill C-48 is not law of the land. It's only, uh, you know, the, the government has made a decision that it will not proceed until it is law, until it is, uh, you know, it is, until it is proclaimed, until it is gazetted and then proclaimed. And then uh, it, it still remains uh, a real possibility. And, you know, time is running out for the federal liberals. Uh, I hope so. You know, <laughs> I really hope. Oh, from, your, from your lips, Dan, to God's ears. <laughs> No, I, I, you know, Alex, I'm, uh, you know, I, I'm, I'm beyond disappointed. Uh, I, I can't say that I. There are days when I'm, uh, when I'm hopping mad at my old party because I think they have completely messed this up, and it's really a problem of their own making. Uh, the, in trying to be all things to all people, too cute by half, they've wound up destroying uh, and and putting, uh, you know, our. Uh, our constitutional, our federation back 20 to 30 years when I was a young man growing up in the Liberal Party, remembering the battles that ensued from the National Energy Program. And, uh, you know, we had separatism in Quebec and we had Western alienation. And some of this uh, was perhaps inevitable. But in this case, we went from a very strong, harmonious federation to one of absolute acrimony because everybody seems to be genuflecting at the altar, uh, you know, really at the altar of climate change. And I got to tell you, it's enough. I think we've we've had it up to our gills with this nonsense, mind you. For provinces that don't have a carbon tax, you'll all be happy to know that uh, come January first, you get a big fat whopping 5.3 cent a liter increase at the pumps and 6.3 for diesel. But that aside, that's nothing in comparison to the damage I think uh, irresponsible decisions by this government has brought on the cost on on the federation. I tend to agree, and I tend to weep. Dan, I'll have you on again. I appreciate it always. Thank you. Hey, thanks for having me, Alex. Have a great evening. That is Dan McTagg, one of the good guys fighting the fight. So, yeah, we got a government that not only has, you know, possibly caused Western separation, um, you know, uh, but yeah, he's just pissing off everybody because of ideology. That's the problem with activism in government. It does not have any place in government. I'm Alex Pearson. This is Global News Radio.